As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, this is Ian Lee. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading. Well, this is... Let's just get straight into it. Welcome to Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. This is the first one. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. I've got Scott Balcony here. How are you feeling about this? I'm really, really nervous, but I'm very grateful for you for asking me to come on. Well, I'll tell you why I'm nervous, right? Because this is... Uh, You know, I've been doing radio for 20-odd years, and that's easy. But this is different from that, because I want this to... I want the I want this to be good, unlike the majority of my output. Uh, but I want this this to be more about you and about the game. I want the game to be the star of this show. Why are you nervous? Well, it's a nerve wracking thing, isn't it? Coming on and talking to um, anyone on being while well, it's being videoed. <laughs> it's terrifying. Right. Um, so let's let's set out who you are. I know you because you are a. a wonderful dear friend of mine scott balcony musician artist uh shopkeeper t-shirt designer um would, would you use the word disruptor that's very popular are you a disruptor i don't know what that means i don't i think you have to be really successful to be a disruptor but you have had success um because you, you every now and then you will tap into the zeitgeist and bring out a t-shirt or a hat that captures everyone's imagination. There will be people listening to this who have not heard of you, but yeah. will have seen some of your work. I'm thinking of the Lady Hale brooch T-shirt. Is the first one that yeah, springs man. to mind. Yeah, the the Lady Hale was. Yeah, I do. So I, I'm Scott, and I've got a shop in Uxbridge, and we make T-shirts. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and yeah, we have had a couple of, of of hits, and the Lady Hale one was that was amazing. That was yeah. It so was, I can't, amazing. I can't remember who she was, but I know she wore a brooch with a spider on. She was, she was a judge, um, and she was ruling over whether Boris Johnson had broken the law when he oh, yeah. prorogued Parliament. Yeah, and um, and she basically said, "Yeah, you did break the law," and told told him off. And she was wear, she had a black dress on with a spider, sparkly spider brooch on the top corner. Yeah, and um. And we we're always we always make 
topical t-shirts like we do it all the time and that one i just went oh it'd be it'd be good to have the sparkly brooch as a t-shirt and i put it up on um ebay and put some yeah. money to charity on it and just you know and just put it up and it just for it for whatever reason and i don't i really genuinely don't understand why that one particularly but it just went absolutely crazy and it was it just went viral I didn't know, but things can go viral on eBay. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how eBay that works. has like what's what's hot, what's hot, because it was getting hit so much. It just put that to the top. And oh got, wow! Yeah, and it got put on the New York Times were tweeting about it, and Vogue were tweeting about it, and all these politicians started tweeting about it, and it just went. It went absolutely insane. It was it was brilliant. You know, when you start those things and don't know how big they're going to get, and you say, "Oh, this is going to be for charity." Yeah. When it gets really big, do you regret that? No, I, I think. But I think the the being because you could have been rich. is one of the reasons why it became so big. Okay. I think if we just put it up and went, this is our t shirt, make us loads of money. Yeah, people people were much more inclined to share it and buy into it because most of the profits went to charity. Like we really didn't make very much from that at all. Yeah. Um, like not when you literally break down how long it took us to make all those t shirts and all the stuff we had to buy and to do it. But we did make about 25 grand for Shelter That's brilliant, from that one yeah. T-shirt. So that was brilliant. Um, video games, we don't really, because we know each other. We've known each other for about 50, I'm going to say 15 years, maybe not yeah, quite as long as that. When I was doing no, some stuff. No, it was longer stuff. than that because I, we knew you before we had the shop and we've right. had the shop for 15 years. So yeah, okay. it must be at least... Was the first time you got in touch when we I was doing the stuff for Great Ormond Street? Listen to us, um, not boasting about our charity. Don't like work, to talk but, about it. Don't like to talk. But it. yeah, it was. and I was looking for prizes to give to kids, and you you sent me a load of um, excellent t shirts. Well, I was a fan. I'm a fan of yours. I was. I'm, I was, wow. and still still am a huge fan of yours. So when you said. Have you got any prizes? We literally had boxes of t shirts lying around, and we were like, "Well, let's yeah. send him some." t-shirt so yeah and, and yeah but that was the first contact we made with you or i made now, with you. Uh, we have a running joke whenever i talk about video games online um you always bring up minder on the zx spectrum is it minder yeah. on the zx spectrum are you going to be playing minder on the zx spectrum right always always but and i'd never first of all i'd never heard of this game i'm aware of minder and we'll explain what it is in a bit um but also, I don't. When I think of someone who's played video games in their life, I don't think of you. So I was Man, surprised that you were a gamer as a kid. I was a huge Spectrum fan, absolutely insane. The rubber keys, and then yeah. the one two eight K with the built in cassette player, and then I kind of, then I wanted an Amiga because right. the Amiga was the cool one but I my mum and dad wouldn't get me an Amiga because it was they were so expensive they were like 500 quid yeah. in the late 80s it was like yeah. mental so I kind of got the hump and used to go around my mates and play his Amiga and I didn't play at home until probably the Mega Drive came out and then I was banging <laughs> again for a while and I kind of dip in and out and then I got into big into the Sega Dreamcast and were Shenmue dr- and all were that were you a Dreamcast fan? yeah I had Dreamcast loads of that Choo Choo Rocket Here's my trusty Dreamcast. 
Look at oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was it. Uh, that was it. And, uh, yeah, Choo Choo Rocket on the Dreamcast was, was the first like, online game, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, that and Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> oh, no, Choo Choo. I played Choo Choo Rocket with my boys a few years oh, ago. Really? They, you know, they like Fortnite and Valorant yeah. and, and all of those in VR. Yeah. But we played Choo Choo Rocket and they were bang up for it. It's, it's too fast for me, a 50 year old man. But for. You see, you when know, I used to play it, when I used to play it, it was on dial up. And it just didn't work. It just wasn't. It just didn't work well enough. Maybe if I played it now, it was, it was all quick. It would be good. Um. So, and bizarre. And I've never heard anyone else talk about Mind of the Game. And bizarrely, in the yeah. last month, it's become the, cool. It's come up about four or five times, completely at random, from different people talking about the game. I know. Well, I so so when I was about five. The Spectrum Rubber Key came out, right? Oh and my, I've got an older brother who's ten years older than me. Yeah, and he got it. He got the he got the Rubber Key Spectrum. And um, so as I grew up, I was always playing it. You know, I could always on a black and white telly in our shared bedroom. Yeah, would play this game. Would play. Um, but he had a shoe. And I don't know where this shoebox came from, but we had a shoebox just full of knockoff Spectrum games. You know, like right. tape, you know, because you could just tape them tape to tape, yeah. couldn't you? And just yeah. record them. So I don't know where this box came from, he says, like trying to try not to incriminate anyone. I don't but, think um, you're going to get this- done for pirating Spectrum <laughs> games 40 odd years ago. I think no. you're going to be safe. But there was a box of these games, and we had all just all of those early Spectrum games, like, you know, Horace Ghost Ski and Horace and the Spiders and Jet Set Willy, Manic Mike, all of those, yeah. those that sort of era. But they were all no no instructions, just cassettes with the name of the game right. written on. Yeah. And one of them was Minder, and I loved my. Everyone loved Minder, didn't they? In the in everyone the 80s, loved Minder. Well, let me let me just explain what. So Minder for Americans and young people was a, a kind was a TV show with Dennis Waterman as Terry. Um, oh, who was uh, Arthur, who played Arthur Day? George Cole. George Cole. George Cole. It was and, like an edgy Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, it was. And I, the first series, I think, was quite adult. And there were like, you know, nudity in it. And then after that, it became a little bit of a of a sort of comedy. I remember we had the first video recorder in my school, right? It was in my yeah. house. It was a Betamax. And it was, with Hero of the Confessions, it was stolen. We had yeah. to hide it behind the sofa and we weren't allowed to tell anyone we had it. <laughs> and my mum, when I must have been... Nine would tape Minder, and then yep. we, me and my sister, would come down in the morning and watch Minder while we were having our breakfast. It holds up, you know, uh, a Does lot it? better than most. A lot better than most TV from that era, right? Like, I think it holds up. It's brilliant. Well, George Cole is like a fantastic actor, yeah. and it is it is really funny. And it, you know, it's a bit. Some of it is inappropriate nowadays. <laughs> But but it's not too bad. It's not as bad as something. You know, um, I met Arthur Daly. And I mean, really? I met Arthur Daly, not George Cole. They were filming, when I used to live in Farnham Common, near Slough, they were filming at Burnham Beaches. And I was doing my Duke of Edinburgh's. And part of that was to help out the wardens at, at Burnham Beaches. And they came and filmed a bit. And I was stood next to George Cole in all of the gear. Oh. And I'm sort of 15 years old thinking, oh, my God. God, this is. I literally stood next to him, and he turned to me and said, well, "Beautiful weather for cricket, isn't it?" 
I don't know. I went, yes, yes, it is. And that was it. But it was, he was in, oh God, I wish I had a picture. He was in full half a daily mode. It was he beautiful. He was brilliant. But you're right. The, the early series, he was like a criminal, like a proper yeah. criminal and a bit sort of edgy. And as it got older, he, they softened his character and made him a bit more sort of hapless and silly. But I, lo- I loved Minder. Anyway, so this, this cassette had Minder on it. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm, this, that's, this is going to be great. Yeah, and put it in, load it up, and you get that screen. You you played it the other day, didn't you? You get the I screen it. where it blares the theme tune at uh, it, just the most ear-shattering volume. The Spectrum does not have the greatest sound, and it it screams it at you, and you think, okay, well that's just the opening. It, but it does it like every few minutes every, in the game, every time you go anywhere. Yeah, but, but this, so but so go on. Well, I would play it and I would load it up and I had no instructions, right? And I was probably seven or eight. Okay. And, but because I knew the characters and I knew the, it was obvious the idea of the game because people would approach you and try and sell you stuff. So it was obvious the the idea of the game. Um, And just through trial and error, um, I kind of worked out how to play it. Well, I did work out how to play it and, and would play it endlessly. And what I found so fascinating with it is you could talk to it. So I think in 85, how basic the games were. Yeah. This you could actually have a like back and forth with the characters on the screen. It was insane. Normally, normally games, you type in two words, go north, yeah. get yeah. axe. But this is, you're having like proper conversations with them. I mean, it's, I mean, our pro- proper conversations is probably a stretch. <laughs> but you could definitely... You could okay. definitely have back and forth, and you could, but you could have back and forth with them. And what I found fascinating, as quite a naughty child, yeah, you could swear at the people in it, right? And they would swear back at you, and then punch you, and things like that. It was like they understood the swear words. So it's basically it's a trading game. You're Arthur Daly, and you're buying, you know, stolen knockoff goods, goods, and you're trying to sell them for a profit. And Terry is there to help you. Some of it is quite rude. I saw, you met one guy in the Winchester and he goes, I've, I've got, I'll tell you what I've got for you, cock. I've got a lot of cock and balls. And it, but he was talking about plumbing. But yes. it's quite, uh, uh, it's quite uh, in your face. It's an adult themed game. It's adult themed, yes. It very is. much. And that, well, as an eight year old, that just captivated me because it just seemed a bit naughty. I, but I worked out and I can't believe how it, I can't believe that I worked out what to say to them because yeah. it's very specific. You have to say, you know, there are, there's a very, there's like a whole language, a minder language that you have to use in that game. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some of the stuff because yeah, I played it and yeah. you have I to, I watched you play Yeah. And you sent me a lot of abusive messages going, Oh my God, it was I can't the most frustrating. <laughs> it was so frustrating. It was some of the most frustrating radio I've ever heard. Right. Well, but you have to type in very specific phrases like you can ask terry to dump some gear or collect you know the the i think um tablecloths i think is one of them collect tablecloths but you have to be very very specific so and i had to do it with an online guide i could not have worked it out on my own you have to go so you you basically you go to the winchester someone will come up to you and say do you want any black and white tvs yeah and you buy them um, and you say, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, 50 quid. And they say, and then you haggle and they go back and forth. And then you say, it's a deal. Um, and then they ask you how many you want and you buy them. But then you have to go to Terry 
You have to find Terry. The minder. And you go, Terry, collect tellies. I didn't collect know this. Collect TVs. Just like that. And then he goes, oh, okay, there's a drink in it for me, is there? And you go, yep. Yeah. And then he goes off. And then he goes off and gets them. And then the tellies appear in your inventory. I was asking Terry to mind me. What do you want? Yeah. I want, I want minding. Okay, that's a, that's a ton a day, 100 quid a day. Yeah. But apparently I was not... I'm not supposed supposed to do that. You don't need to. You don't. I never. I didn't know you could. He would mind you. All <laughs> I knew that is if if you if you were in Winchester. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Uh, if you were in the Winchester Club yeah. and told someone to, you know, a rude word, and Terry was in one of those little windows, so Terry was in there too, okay. they would go... All right. Well, you're lucky. You're paid monkeys here. And oh. I'm not going to do anything. And they go. So he is. A, he does mind you. Um, so you can only really be rude to people when Terry's about. Um, I think as well. When I had Terry with me, the um, Chisholm, the copper, yeah. didn't didn't turn up at the lockup if Terry was with me. Yeah, I think that happened. Yeah, he does kind of give you a free pass, Terry. Um, I read online. I, I don't know if this is true. If it happened to you, that so, that. In the game, sometimes you get a character who says, "I don't like, I don't like playing with you," and then turns the game off. No, you sometimes if you sell if you um, sell something to someone and it turns out to be dodgy or not working or whatever, you they come up to you and they punch you, and it's this you just get this what? fist, just this like eight bit graphic of a fist just doing that up to the screen, and then you spend five days in hospital. And you don't, but there's not a mode where it turns the game off and goes back to the Sinclair blank screen. No, not that. No, I don't remember that ever happening. No. Uh, So this came out in June 1985. You're wearing the DK Tronics. So this is DK Tronics who made the game. And you used to make a lot of those really early, simple Spectrum games. I think Minder finished them. I think because it was a big flop. I was looking online. Um, Crash Magazine gave it seventy five percent, and a lot a lot of the reviews said it's it's too it's too difficult, it's too complicated, and I I think it killed them. I wonder if they paid for the license because back in then it was like the Wild West. You'd get all these Donkey yeah. Kong and Pac Man and like I don't know Terminator games that where they hadn't licensed it. Well, I was looking up Ductronics to make my T shirt. Is that how you and, pronounce uh, it, Ductronics? Well, it must be, it's DK, it's surely it's DKtronics, isn't it? But I, as a kid, it was Ducktronics. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> but, um, 
And, and now you're right. I couldn't see any big names games, no. but they used to make like the little connections. I think they made the printer. You know the ZX Spectrum printer oh, okay. that had the silver paper. Yeah. I think they made that kind of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's such a weird game, Minder, and and that's because I I was so obsessed with it. I would pretend to be sick. You told me this. Um, this so is my mum would let me off school. So, but you you had a whole routine of how you pretended to be sick. You went to extreme lengths. Well, my mum would not let you be off sick like you could be you'd be have to be really really ill for her to let you stay off school so i used to set my little casio watch alarm for like three in the morning (laughs) wrap it up wrap it up in clothes so it wouldn't be too loud to wake anyone else up yeah put it under my pillow it's three in the morning wake up then i go in the bathroom and i'd like slap my face and put water on my face and just make myself look a state and then go into my mum's room and go I'm so ill. I'm so ill. I've just been sick. I've just been sick. And then she would go, okay. And then you could get the day off the next day, right? Yeah. So I would do that. And then I would just get up and I would make like a nest around myself with duvets and sit on a black and white telly and just go, right, I've got the whole day to play Minder. And you can play a game of Minder will take you a day. Because what you were doing, you were waiting for people, weren't you? You know, you were like refreshing. Wait, 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 wait. You were wasting whole days. Oh, okay. Well, you, time is money, Ian. <laughs> you got furious with me because I there is a clock and I didn't quite understand, well, the concept of time and days. And you were messaging me as you were watching back the playing. And if you're watching the video of this, it's, it's going to be in the corner so you can see me playing it. Um, and going, you're waiting outside of dealers at two o'clock in the morning. Of course he's not going to be there. <laughs> you, you were going, I'm going to go and try and sell these TVs to a dealer. Yeah, and it was like it was like half ten at night. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, it is a very frustrating game. I've looked online on eBay. The cheapest is um, twenty five quid, but that's without the manual. They're all wow. about thirty seven quid. They're about forty quid for it, which seems that seems a lot for it's for a, an old spectrum must, game. It, well, that game well, we saw a version for fifty fifty quid, yeah. didn't we? Just the cassette without the box. Yeah. There it is. I can see it now. Yeah, 50, 50 quid. Buy it now. Can't even make an offer. It's a buy it now to buy mine. I don't know how you'd play it without the... With, if you didn't know anything about it, if you just came to it, I just don't know how you'd play it. I don't know. How, I thought you did really well, considering you didn't have... Well... But did you have... Um, I, I did some, you have a... I had some cheats uh, online. Some cheat sheet. I was reading... Yeah. Um, there is uh, a website, minder.org, that is dedicated to the game... Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it yeah. It was massive. It was massive. And at the end, when you'd get to the end, because you'd have to do like a month, it would take, you'd have like a month of days. So you could like accrue loads of money. And then depending on how much money you made, Arthur Daly comes at the end. Well, it, yeah, well, he he told you in no uncertain terms well, what he thought. Well, at the end I did so badly and I was shocked. to. I'm not even going to say in this podcast, watch the video. But he did say that I should do myself quite serious harm, which was like a, whoa. No, well, that was that was what I got for the first, you know, 50 times of playing it. And then eventually when you get better, and then in the end he's like going, I'm going to retire. You know, you're, you're, you're brilliant at this. This is, you know, this. And then it's like that actually was one of the best moments of my life when he said that at that age. Uh, <laughs> I'm just checking. Minder.org isn't just about the video game. Uh, which also came out on the Amstrad uh, and the MSX. Um, there was a version for the Commodore 64, but it never got released. Yeah. Um, 
Minder.org is about Minder, and I'm just seeing there's a Minder podcast. Well, you know what my favourite Minder fact is? Go on. So Dennis Wharton, the, th- the classic theme tune, yep. Dennis Wharton. It's a great, it is a great song, that. Yeah, and you know it's the write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Yeah. You know he didn't write that. What? His wife did. Patricia Waterman. Really? Wrote, I could be so good for you. Yeah. It is. It's, Isn't that amazing? It is, oh, it is amazing. It's a great song. It's like a sort of rocking, brassy, soul song. It's got a spit of slap bass. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. And I remember... Go on. I was listening to it today. <laughs> I remember thinking it was weird. He'd be on top of the pops in like all his, his open neck denim shirt and stuff. Remember he had a Terry McCann, Dennis Waterman had a beard for quite a while, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I honestly thought he was the, he was like my B.A. Baracus. <laughs> I thought he was like the hardest bloke Do, in the world. I wonder if anyone dresses up as, as the minder for, that would be a great thing. For someone to dress up as the minder and their partner to dress up as Arthur Daly for a Halloween thing. That would be awesome. Of course, there were other minders. I'm assuming minder for you stopped when Dennis no, left. Not having it. Not having it. There was there was his, his nephew. Like It was like when the, the Dukes of Hazard left and their, their cousins came in. His nephew came in. It, they always try it with these things and it no. just never works. No. Never works. Um, when was the last time you played it? Well, I played a simulator. Oh, did you for this? When you yeah, well, you said you were telling me about the simulator, and I played the simulator, yeah. and uh, and you were saying it was really buggy, and it was really buggy. Yeah. it just kept like knocking me out. But the one you played looked like it was pretty good. Yeah, I found one. That, uh, yeah, I found one that I managed to get to work. There are online emulators; they're a little bit glitchy. I, I think I have got downloaded a Spectrum emulator. I, I'm I'm sure the emulator bit I played. It just didn't work the same as as the actual game. Or you might be rubbish at it now. I don't know if that's... It has been 35 (laughs) years. Do you... uh, When was the last time you played a video game? Oh, I play... um, I played Mario Kart 8 yesterday. (laughs) Did you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I played on the... uh, On the... Switch. Switch. The Switch. Yeah. And... um, Animal Crossing. I struggle with Animal Crossing. Although during during lockdown, my youngest, who would have been oh, he would have been like eight, like like most a lot of people, not just kids, got really really into Animal Crossing, and I didn't, I don't like it. I find it a little bit dry. And he kept. My daughter is obsessed with Animal Crossing. She absolutely loves it. Kim was was totally into it, and he kept saying, "Daddy, do you?" And I I made an avatar. He said, "Do you want to come to my island?" And I was a bit reluctant. But looking back, I wish I'd gone to his island more. I only went a couple of times. I wish I'd gone back because that that moment has gone. And now he's a young man. He's eleven and a half, and he's oh. he doesn't want he doesn't want his dad on his island. Doesn't even want to go to the <laughs> island. He wants to kill people in Roblox. He's gone back. Is that to- he, yeah, my 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 son Stanley. He's kind of just grown out of all the sort of Roblox and um, and Minecraft and all that. But he used to play yeah. that. I mean, Roblox is brilliant because it is like a it's millions of games. Oh isn't yeah. It? And and Kim kind of grew out of it, but he's gone back into it in a sort of ironic, I'm going to troll everybody way, which is not a great attitude to have towards uh, towards video games. Um, What was the last video game you played? um, What was the last video game I played? I'm playing Mass Effect 2. And what was... uh, Oh, I'll tell you what I played. I'll tell you what I played. 
there's a game called A Way Out, right, which is a prison escape game. It's two players, and you can play it remotely. It's brilliant, right? And again, I was playing it with my... I shouldn't, well, I shouldn't say this, but I will. I was playing it with my youngest, right? It has got the worst language. It doesn't have the worst, worst language, but everything below that is in there. And he was playing at his house, and I said, dude, you've got to turn the subtitles off, because if anyone... Co- have your headphones on and turn this... Because if anyone comes in... <laughs> I'm dead. I'm never seeing you again. This is going to social services. Um, and it was that thing. I don't know if you've ever, I can't remember how old your kids are, but I don't know if you've ever watched something with them and you get to like the third or fourth F-bomb and you go, ah, oh, we're in now. We might as well stick with it. I went to see, I went to see Jeff Lewis. So if you've heard of him, he's like a singer, like indie, in, yeah. indie singer. Went to an all day festival. Um, I was like, let's go and see Jeff Lewis. He's brilliant. With my eight year old daughter. And we're all there. And one of his songs, which I didn't know, it wasn't like a song that he's obviously just written it, just written it. Yeah. The chorus was just the second worst word. Oh. Shouted <laughs> all the way through it. And it was like, oh, the first time he said it, I was like, oh, maybe she missed that. And then the second time he said it, she's like, looks up at me. And the third time, I'm like, oh, just just crack on. <laughs> and now all she does is hum that, hum that song to me. Well, at least she's humming without, it. Without saying the words. And you have to hope she's not singing it at school. That would yeah. be. Um, oh, don't. So what, what did you think? As we wrap this up, you, you went and played it and you played a slightly buggy version. Was it? As good as you remembered, did it live up to what was going on in your brain when you think about? Well, it does. It doesn't live up to it because you can't like you got Chat GPT and things like that, and yeah. you can have conversations with a computer. The thing that was so amazing about it as a kid was thinking you were talking to a computer and yeah. it was talking back to you. That was just like mind blowing. I thought at the time, and and look, and I think if you pitch that game against other games from nineteen eighty five, it was pretty advanced. Yeah. yeah. Like, really advanced. But, yeah, no, it maybe doesn't hold up the magical things. But everyone is talking about it. Like you're saying, like, four or five mentions of mind are on the spectrum. Why? Why does that happen? I found it really, really frustrating, and it peed me off. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. And I can imagine if I'd have got my hands on that when I was, like, 11, I'd have been all over it. I like those kind of trading games. That was my favourite. Yeah, well, you need your own little notebook and you'd yeah. write down what you've bought and how much you paid for it. Oh, it was, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's adult. And Chisholm's in it. <laughs> the, one of the greatest TV how did, detectives they of have, all time. They have pictures of, like, the characters and they really, really look exactly like the characters. Like how do they do that? It's exact. I don't know. 8-bit art. And it's, like, proper, just literally black pixels. Yeah. Within a in that grey little grey box, and you can tell like Terry McCann, you can spot him a mile off. I got really excited when Ch- I haven't seen Minders in for years and years, and when Chisholm popped up, I went, oh, it's Chisholm <laughs> straight away. And um, uh, I, uh, I can't remember um, the barman's name, but he's he's Dave. Dave, it's like oh, it's Dave, yeah. and you can tell it straight away. <laughs> I know. I don't know how they've done that. It's amazing, Scott. We were nervous, but we made it through to the other side. Thank you for that. It's been lovely to reminisce. (laughs) Uh, People want to come and check out your shirts and your other bibs and bobs. Where do they go? Yeah, they go to balconyshirts.co.uk, and um, and that's the website. You can do all. Yeah, we just there's t-shirts you can buy or you can design your own that sort of stuff. And then we got a shop in Uxbridge, which is Balcony Shirts. 
which does much much the same thing. Really. Are people allowed in your shop? Because you stopped having customers come in for a bit. Well, after COVID, where we had to shut for ages, and then we opened, then we shut. Then well, after COVID, no one would come in. Yeah. They would just ring. And it was like, this seems silly having a shop where, where no one comes in, yeah. uh, where you have to man it from nine to five, like every day. Um, and we, would, we were still getting the work, thankfully. People would just email or call. Um, but now we have opened again, so now people can come in. Good. It's nice to see you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Bless you. Good luck with this podcast. That's so lovely of you to have me on and good luck with it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers, dude. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading.